Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Behind the Painting, a podcast which aims to explore the side of the art world we don't normally get to see. Unfortunately, our guest for today has bowed out, so it'll just be me again. Today, we'll be talking about art copying. The practice of art copying is basically like legal forgery. When these copies are sold, they are done so with the knowledge of the buyer that the painting is not an original, but painted by a very talented person to be an exact copy of the original. And unlike when people buy a very expensive work of art, perhaps an investment or as part of a collection, these copies are usually for display purposes only. They're not for resale, as generally their value doesn't increase. Of course, display isn't the only reason for wanting a copy. Some buy them even if they own the original, as it's easier and safer to hang up an inexpensive copy than a fragile original. But you still get to feel like you own the painting and show it off to all of your friends. It's worth noting also that copies are always at the works of the old masters, due to the 50-year copyright laws protecting more modern artists. Up until the 19th century, being an art copyist was a respected profession, and in the 17th century, more than half of the paintings changing hands were copies of famous originals. But now, the profession has slightly fallen into disrepute, which is a real shame, because being an art copyist requires a great deal of real skill, and in certain situations, it's a skill that's extremely useful, but becoming rarer and rarer. Perhaps one reason for the decline is the invention and rise of photography, something that's gotten even worse with the internet. No longer do you have to go to Paris to see the Mona Lisa, Instead, a quick Google search will give you thousands of images of the Leonardo original, as well as a fair amount of Photoshop edits, such as one I found of the Mona Lisa holding a lightsaber, or another with Mr. Bean's face. But even before that, it was easy enough to see an image of the world's most famous paintings. They were reproduced on books, on TV, on postcards. You no longer had to travel to see these paintings, and the people who would have bought the old master's works abroad by producing exact copies were, for the most part, out of a job. Another reason might be the public perception of copyists. Unfortunately, many people confuse copyists with forgers, and it's easy to see why. They do the exact same thing, and the only real difference is how they sell their work. And forgery is much more in the public eye than copyists are, even though you're much more likely to have seen a copy than you are a forgery but the newspapers reporting on shady forgeries is much more exciting. So now you know why people don't buy or know about copies and copyists, but who exactly does buy them? We talked a bit about this in the beginning, but let's go a little bit more in depth. Susie Ray, the name that cropped up most in my research, had this to say about why someone would buy an art copy. Art collectors could use it to complete a collection when the original is out of circulation. Or perhaps, if they have the original, but need it protected, then they could display the copy instead. Copies can be made that fit the size and feel of a room where the original would not fit. Some people might just not want to let people know that the original has been sold. Copyist Leo Stevenson claims that he once painted a copy for the CIA, in order to deceive and trap a drug baron, but I slightly doubt the validity of the story, especially coming from a man who calls himself the best in the country. 
Is being a copyist continuing on a respected profession? Or is it just a way for artists to make a cheap buck off the works of far more successful artists, not caring how their work is used or what it's claimed to be? Personally, I think it is a useful profession, but I can also see the problems caused by people misusing or misrepresenting copies. Sometimes an expert is needed to tell the work of a forger or a copyist apart, and in next week's episode we'll be looking at the art of attribution with a special guest. Until next time, if you have any tips or contributions, please email thomas.underhill at westminster.org.uk. Thanks for listening.